0: relax buckle in it's going to be a wild ride under those things don't quite go together sit back relax and buckle in but it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to get the conversation started right now and as always don't forget if you like what you hear please rate and review our podcast It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Bill Flynn. We had such a great conversation on the last show. So if you missed the last episode with Bill, go back and listen to that. It's available. We'll still be here when you get back. Get yourself caught up. But I'm super excited to have him back. And we have some really cool stuff I want to talk about with him today. But before we get into that, I want to remind you to connect with him at catalystgrowthadvisors.com. That's his website. And while you're there, Pick up a copy of his best selling book titled Further, Faster, The Vital Few Steps That Take the Guesswork Out of Growth. He's just a wealth of knowledge. We were talking in between shows and like I could I could talk to him for two, three, four hours. Easy. He's got so much knowledge and experience, and he's just so much fun to talk to and so easy to talk to. So, Bill, I'm so glad and thrilled to have you back.
1: Thanks for having me back. Glad to be here.
0: My pleasure. One of the things I want to talk to you about today, I mean, we talked, you know, about a number of things in the last episode. But what I really want to talk to you about today is this idea of simplified servanthood. I, I think there's there's a fine line in on, when it comes to servanthood, but I think that it's a valuable one. That if you can straddle that line for in business, I mean, if you can, Mm -hmm. because if you're, you know, if your life is dedicated to service and that's all you care about, that's not a bad thing, but that's a calling. And that's something that if you're called to do that, just go do that. But when you're in business, you have, you have a line there, right? You want to serve, 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 but you also have to serve. You can't give what you don't have. So you have to serve to the point where, you know, it's, it's a profitable venture so that you can then give yourself the right or the ability to serve more. So, I love the idea of simplified servanthood. maybe you can talk about that for a few minutes.
1: Certainly. So simplified servanthood is my core purpose. All, I teach my clients sort of this framework of of sort of growing a healthy, thriving business. And everything that I teach my clients, I do for myself. And so thinking through really over over quite a long time, probably months, if not longer, I, I sort of came across this thing, which is I, I'm much very much into simplification as we as we mentioned earlier the last show, the 80-20 rule. That is the, the ultimate in, in simplification where you know, 80% of the results come from 20% of the effort. And sometimes in business, it's actually 90-10 or even 90 I've seen 99-1, whatever that is. And that's what you need to focus on. So I wanted to have simplified in there. Uh, and then I, I started to think, you know, why am I doing this? And the reason I'm doing this is I think it's a shame that really good ideas, really good businesses and really good people struggle or fail for completely preventable reasons. And I at least want to share what I've learned, as what some of the reasons might be. I don't know that I have all the reasons, but I think I have some pretty big reasons. And and I said so that's serving, right? That is taking what I've learned and say, here, here's what I've learned. Uh, and a lot of what I've learned goes against conventional wisdom of business. So I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a contrarian and iconoclast in my world. I I definitely stir the pot a little bit, not because I actually I don't like to fight with people, but I also have this great desire to make sure that people are, are are doing the best they possibly can. So that's where that sort of came from in, in, in what I want to do, what I want to take care of people. I want to make people's lives simpler in business. You know, we spend most of our adult life at work or thinking about work or whatever, even if we're not physically there, especially these days, some people are thinking about work 15, 16, 17 hours a day. Right? So if we're going to think about those things, let's think about the things that make the biggest difference. Uh, if you, if you took, I mean, you, you run an organization, Mario, right? So if, if you wrote down every decision you made and looked at it after a week and then and really looked at it and said, which of these decisions, every single decision that you made, or the, right, you know, whether we should give someone a break or, you know, or some huge strat, strategic partnership, whatever. And then, you like 20 notebooks that. for that. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> time and then and then you go and say, OK, which one of these really made a difference, really mattered? My guess is you could count them on one hand. So my advice would be get rid of those other decisions, find other people to make those decisions for you and then figure out how to spend more time on these these really important decisions and dig into them and really get into it. Because often what we do is we take maybe a little more time, but not much more time than all the little decisions. And they're not the same. Uh, So that's what I I sort of want to teach people is simplify your business, make it super easy. And the data shows it, right? When Steve Jobs came back to Apple, what did he do? He took either 19 or 23 product lines, I've heard different data, down to four. Lou Gerstner, when he turned around IBM, did the same thing, simplified the business. Alan Mulally simplified Ford when he came in, he got rid of Jaguar and whatever, and he focused on the Taurus. They all do the same thing. All the ones that we say are great leaders and wonderful, they all do the same thing. They simplify the business, make it super easy So because you're trying to manage in some cases, hundreds of thousands of employees and certainly lots and lots of customers. If, you, if it's super complex, it, it's just hard to manage. Our brain doesn't do that very well. So um, so that's that's sort of the essence of why I want to do this. And it's really for me. But I think you, you've noticed something that it also potentially applies to other leaders if they wanted that to be something similar. Right. You want to be you want to serve others. Again, you don't you want to serve others, not lose yourself but also make sure that you keep filling yourself up because as the business grows, it becomes different. And if you're not growing with the business then the business will outgrow you. And if you're not growing, then you're not able to help your team grow and the business is going to outgrow them. So there's a lot of stuff that you have to do. So you're constantly learning. I mean, that's, that's a big thing. There's a, there's a, a question that was asked if someone says, what do you do? And in the end we all, the answer should be, I learn. It's not I make this or I do that because I learn. that's what I do. And I, I apply my learning to this business that's the essence of what we do especially these days things move so fast you got to really stay up on how things are going uh what, what's going in business what your customers are doing what's ha- changing out there what technology software all this stuff that 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 um is going by so quickly now so that's the essence of what i mean by that
0: i love it and i think it was albert einstein correct me if i'm wrong if you know but i think it was einstein that said anyone can take something simple and make it complicated. It takes a real genius to say, take something complicated and make it simple. Exactly.
1: Yeah, there's another one I can't remember. It's something about a, a fool can make something complex. You know, an intelligent fool can make something super complex, but it takes, it takes greatness to go in the other direction.
0: Well, the other thing that I think of too, and we talk about simplicity is, I mean, I'm a man of faith, so I, I wanna, I'll talk about this for a minute, but I think the simplest thing we know of ever in existence is God. God is the simplest that he's not simple in the fact that he's unintelligent because he knows all he's everywhere at all times and knows all at all times but he's very simple he's existence simple mm-hmm. existence simple being so if the creator of the universe is the simplest thing shouldn't we be striving to also be simple as well in all of our endeavors yeah not simple to a fault but simple to an effect
1: yeah and then there are plenty of people who say that you know we are the embodiment you know we we are we are God in ourselves, right? We are the embodiment of and so why why make your life complex? We we do because we we get we think busyness is a thing and that's more important, activity over productivity, right? But it applies all in our in our lives. If you if you look at all the friends you have, you spend most of your time with a handful of all the friends you have, the clothes you wear, you you you, you spend most of your time in those clothes. But we don't really notice that that's everywhere and then focus on that. Uh, the only thing that really for me Brought it home was when I had a child. So when my daughter was born, I got to tell you a bunch of other things that I thought were super important suddenly didn't matter anymore. Uh, it was amazing, uh, and that was a good revelation to I me. Mean, it's twenty years ago uh, or so, twenty-one years ago now. Uh, and I, and I, it's like okay, that but that's everywhere. And I think if you do that as a business, right? And 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 it's been proven for generations that that works and it works well. And those are the businesses that thrive. There's a business that's over a 1,000 years old. I can't remember if we talked about this. They make yeah, mochi. That's amazing. They're outside of Kyoto. That's all they do is they make mochi. They've made mochi the same way for a 1,000 years. How many generations is that? That's wow. a lot of generations. That's a long time. That's
0: double-digit generations.
1: Yeah, 20, 25 years of generation. That's a long time. So yeah. um, uh, It's amazing how it works, but we don't do it. We, 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 we like the shiny. We like the new, we like to go after something else. We, you know, most businesses die of indigestion, not of starvation. And I think that's it. We get this, we, we keep trying to do more. We chase revenue, as I said before. Um, and that's just proven not to be the way to do it. Unless you want to flip. If you want to flip a business, then I, I have a different answer, but if
0: you want a long, enduring business, it's a different way to do it. I think one of the things that gets people caught up in complexity or making things more complicated is people tend to lose focus after a certain time, they lose focus of the outcome and focus more on the process because the process is what they do every day. And it makes them feel rightfully so they should feel smart and they should feel like, Hey, you're an expert if you're doing it really well. But when you get caught up in your own process, like, to, I always believe the end user, the end customer doesn't care about the process. They care about the result. If you try to sell a diet based on telling people they can never eat a carb the rest of their life and have to go to the gym twice a day for the rest of their life, they're going to check out. But if you tell them how great their life is going to be, once they lose that weight, then they'll be willing to do what it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. So I think that people lose track of the outcome that they're helping get. They fall in love with the process and then they want to, they want to, Romanticize that, and it becomes more complicated. That's one of my theories.
1: I think it's a great theory, and and, and it's been proven over and over again. We actually talked a little bit about it um, um, between uh, between shows. Uh, An ideal outcome is one of my favorite questions. What is the ideal outcome of this thing? Whatever it is, doesn't matter what it's the business, the the company, the function, the team, the project. But once you can envision at least what if everything went really well, you know, ideal, etc. That's what it would look like then you then you say how would we what would we have to do to get there and that changes the conversation um, versus as you said we, we focus more on inputs than outputs uh, uh, and we should be focusing on outputs and basically an outcome is an output so what I recommend to, to leaders and I and I don't really tell my clients what to do at least I try not to we'd we love to tell people what to do but I do my best not to but there's one thing I say you have to do this <clears throat> if basically and the, and the subtext is if you want to keep working with me is I buy them a book. It's called Vivid Vision. It's by Cameron Herald and it's a recipe book. He basically says, here's how to write a vision. And it's only a three-year vision. I still like the bigger long-term just cause all the way out there, Northern Star. That's important too. But then let's bring it down to something that's sort of more tangible. What's a one big leap that we would make in the next three years to get them much closer to where we want to be? And write that down. And it's a three to five-page document. It's not a sentence. It's it's here's Imagine you're walking into the office You know, three years from now or, or whatever. What do you see? What's going on? What what has happened? What kind of people are here? What do, what do your customers say about you? All that kind of stuff. That's your vision. Okay. And you say, guys, this is what we're striving towards. Help me get there. What do you think we should be doing? I have some ideas, but I want to hear from you as well. And if you give them that, if you give them that longer term focus, you would be amazed at, at what their brains will provide to you uh, as opposed to... I need to be the genius with a thousand helpers, right? I need to tell everyone what to do every day, every week, every month, and make it happen. That's just hard. Um, Simplification is vision. And then, you know, I say, focus on the end and the beginning. Why did we start? Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Because the middle is always messy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, these hundred page business plans are a waste of time because it never goes the way you say it will go. But if you say, you know, we're off track, but let's move back towards our vision. You just have a much better chance of getting there And most people I work with say, I, they say, I have a vision. I say, do you write it down? No, you have to write it down. You have to share it. I say, you should write it down. You should give it to your new employees and say, here's what you are getting yourself into before you sign here and join us. This is what we're doing. Are you okay with that? Because this is what we're doing. If you don't like this, you should not join us. We think you'd be a good fit, but you know, we don't know what's going on in your head. Same thing. You know, your, your employees, your teams, here's where we're going, they'll start to think, okay, now I know what know what, what to contribute. Mm-hmm. Here's how we get there. Um, so I, I think that's really important. I think you hit on something really, really important there with, with outcomes.
0: Yeah, I love that. And one of the things I always do, we have, you know, our regular team meetings with our leadership team. And I always ask the question, you know, we look at everything and I say, do we really need this? Do we really still need this? Why are we doing this? Even if it's obvious, I want to I want us to talk about it again. Why do we why do we do this? Do we need this and how do we make it better? And I want to hear from them. I want them to take ownership and I encourage that and I reward that. And I really like that because I I don't have all the ideas. I'm focused on what I'm doing. They're focused on what they're doing and what they're doing is equally as important as what I'm doing. So I want to hear from them from their vantage and their experience and let them be part of that process.
1: Yeah, that's so that's to me, that's leadership, because you're saying, uh, here's where we're going. If you want to follow me. Right. Then here's where we're going. And let me know what you think. Is that a great Mm -hmm. place to go? I'm certain. I'm happy to. This is where I want to go. You can argue whether it's good or not. And I'm saying don't compromise on your vision, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but make sure it's clear. Make mm-hmm. sure maybe there's something you missed. If there's something you missed that, that still aligns with your thinking, then great. Then add it into your vision, even mm-hmm. though they contributed, and say, here's where we're going. This is how you create followers, right? Tell mm-hmm. them where you're going. Um, there's been a bunch of studies that I read a number of years ago and, and around what do people want from their leaders, and they want two things. They want to know whatever you tell me is true,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they want to know where are we going. Yeah. How can I, How can I help? If you can make sure you do that, because if you trust arrives on foot and leaves in a Ferrari, if you do not stay true, then and
0: they catch you, then you have a hard time getting it back. That's fair, and th- those are good points. And when you say that, the first person I think of is Jesus. Look at the people that just dropped everything they did to yeah. follow him because everything he said was true and he told them exactly where they were going. Yep, that's that's
1: leadership, that's that's the United States of America, right? Yep. We're trying to make a more perfect union, that's where we're going. If you'd like to help us, Let's do it. If you don't, then you shouldn't come here, or you should move away from here. Right? It's built on you know inalienable rights, you know all that kind of stuff. Those are our values,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Core values of happiness, pursuit of liberty, and all that kind of stuff. And then we're trying to make a perfect union. That's where we're going.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, great stuff, Bill. Thank you so much for not only today but the last conversation we had as well. Both of these have just been. Fantastic, very enlightening. And I just, I love everything that you shared. I want to remind people to visit you at catalystgrowthadvisors.com. And while they're there, to grab a copy of your best selling book, Further Faster The Vital Few Steps That Take the Guesswork Out of Growth. And uh, thank you so much again. This has been great. And let's definitely do it again soon. Thanks, Mario. Take care.